Sometimes we are detoured. Sometimes we are distracted. Sometimes there are things that happen in our lives. And we're like, what happened? Where did that come from? The bottom line is this. What I have found to be a game changer is to find the silver lining and to find the good. We're going to face challenges because we're alive. We're humans having a human experience. And it's amazing how we learn our best valuable lessons via painful challenges. I don't know why that is. I didn't write that, <laughs> okay? But that just seems to be the case. So I just wanna encourage all of my stars today or tonight, whatever challenges you're going through right now, remember, it's just a pit stop. That's not your entire life. Your purpose, okay, is of a higher nature. Sometimes, meaning, sometimes we can't see the purpose right away. It's, a, it's usually of a higher purpose. It's usually of a higher thing. Okay, so when we are going through something, we're not going to always see the big picture right away. That's why it's a good idea to try to find the silver lining and try to find the good. Okay, try to find the good in the goodbye, try to find the silver lining in the cloud. If a person doesn't do that, from my experience, it's like I'm just totally focused on what the problem is instead of attempting to resolve my own issues. Sometimes that's via getting with somebody else and they say something, and it's like I have an aha moment, and it's like, yep, that's the answer, or that will help me to resolve the issue. When a person doesn't attempt to resolve the issue, usually, from my experience, they're just focused on the problem, and they're not seeing it as a challenge to grow, okay? In other words, become your own problem solver. That will actually build your confidence and trusting yourself and trusting your own intuitiveness because you're saying to yourself, you know what? I can solve that problem. Even if I have to get with somebody else to get some help. We'll see you guys a little bit later. All right? Mwah. Okay, tool number one. Try to stay focused on your own life and try to stay focused on your own purpose. Sometimes we may say, well, I don't know what my purpose is. Here's a secret. The first time that I asked that question, what is my purpose in life? I answered it. After a little while, I thought, okay, what is my purpose? So what came back to me was my life has purpose. So by simply making that statement, my life has purpose, that will get you started on what your purpose is in life. All right, tool number two, 
discontinue to be available to people who are not emotionally available to you, especially the narcissist and the cluster personality. Narcissists and or those with a cluster personality often hide his or her insecurities pretty well until or unless one cares enough to notice. Narcissists are notorious for his or her grandiosity combined with promises which are never kept. Covert and overt narcissists can be charming. However, when the mask slips off, he or she can and often do become very brutal in the tactics used to obtain more fuel a stronger sense of control and restoration of his or her false self image. Next point. Unfortunately, this painful experience has left many traumatized. Narcissistic rage occurs when he or she claims narcissistic injury, which is by way of perceived threats to his or her false self image. The crazy making in the world of the narcissist and or the personality seems wild and sometimes intentional. It was never designed to make any sense. The ultimate purpose seems to be to only feed the beast of his or her false self image at the expense of others. Let's move forward. Signs and crazy making by narcissists. The first sign, gaslighting technique, emotional manipulation, financial manipulation, hovering over to hoover targeted prey back in. Character assassination or smear campaign. Recycling, love bombing, and idealizing romantic partners in order to devalue them all. First critical question. How often do you find yourself thinking about the painful experiences you had when involved in the unhealthy relationship with a narcissist or cluster personality? Second question. Are you blaming yourself for the actions, poor choices, and emotional state of the narcissist and or the cluster personality? Last question, are you possibly obsessed over the narcissist and or cluster personality even after going no contact? I know obsessed may be a strong word, but just think about it. A lot of us who have gone no contact, we're still thinking about the narcissist or the cluster personality, wondering if they have learned the lesson. Talking about us learning valuable lessons, we wanna know have they learned the lessons? Are they having a change of heart. No, we have to stop that obsession. That's part of the obsession. We want them to change. We want the cluster personality and the narcissist to change. 
But you know what? It is ourselves that has to change. So we're looking for the narcissist and or the cluster personality to change. We're looking for the signs for them to grow, for them to change, for them to get the lesson. We have to stop being obsessed over the narcissist and the cluster personality because he or she more than likely will not change. And even if they do, guess what? It won't have anything to do with you or it won't have much to, to do with you. We can influence each other, but we cannot control each other really. Okay, so when people do change, sometimes it is because someone has influenced him or her to change. It is not ever going to be because someone has made him or her change. Big difference. So, you know, you ever met someone that has inspired you to want to do better? But when it comes to the cluster personality and the narcissist, forget about it. They're less likely to change, yet alone to be inspired or influenced to do something better. So don't waste your time obsessing over him or her to change. This is the time for you to face the fact that you are transitioning. You're changing. Sometimes when we focus on other people and we want them to change, that's a wake-up call for us to realize that, hey, maybe we're changing. And maybe we have to start accepting that we're changing. So the obsession over the narcissism and cluster personality is quite common, even after going no contact. But yes, there are ways to stop becoming obsessed over him or her. You ever notice how your narcissist treats you versus how they treat others. A lot of this has to do with them obtaining the narcissistic supply. One of the things to remember is that narcissists and some plus three personality types, they are very crafty with emotional blackmail, emotional manipulation, and also how to get you to feel and think and even behave a certain way so they can get the narcissistic supply. This is called grooming. So while you're in a relationship with him or her, you're being groomed. And you are so accustomed to it at times that you really don't notice it. Unconsciously, you're accommodating him or her. Now, I've gone through this myself. I've lived with cluster personality types. Okay, so I, I know what it feels like to feel uh, boxed in or alienated or feeling like, there's no way out. So sometimes feeling of sadness, hopelessness, and despondency can come about. But one of the things that you have to be focused on is how you want to get out of the situation. This is not going to be easy because sometimes you will be distracted. I've been distracted. If it's not one form of drama, it's another. It's conflict. All of these monkey wrenches are thrown into your space in order to keep you off balance. All of this is by grand design. Sometimes it's conscious on the cluster personality type's part. Sometimes it's not. Because a lot of the times they will reenact something that's unresolved. It can be their childhood, something that happened in their childhood. Sometimes it can be something that happened last week. 
but it goes unresolved. The narcissist and some cluster personality types, what they're notorious for is for projecting their perspective of their reality on others. This is what projection is all about. So I'm here to tell you that I understand how it is so easy to want to just get out of that situation and you think that everybody else has the answers except you. No, you do have the answers. You're the one experiencing that ordeal. Okay, so you're learning. And it's very easy to not be able to see that. Because of all of the shenanigans, all of the diabolical attacks, all of that drama, all of the chaos, all of that is designed, by the way, to keep you off your square, to keep you off balance, to reduce your vision. Your visibility is greatly reduced when you're focused on what the narcissist wants. You know, it's very uncomfortable. And guess what? It's supposed to be. That narcissistic codependent relationship is highly addictive. So when you start withdrawing or feeling those withdrawal symptoms, which been there, done that too. Very easy to want the relief. You just don't want those withdrawal symptoms. You don't want to feel that. But I'm here to tell you, that's one of the things that's going to sober you up and get you to realize that you're in a situation that's really not very good for you. It's not in alignment to the purpose of why you're here. Welcome to the channel. Everyone who is a current subscriber, mwah, thank you guys and gals so much for your subscription. And also want to thank you for motivating me as well as inspiring me to keep Luminous Star channel active. Our star family is growing, so this is a great thing. Okay, I'm very excited about it. And also I want to give a special shout out to my stars for sharing his or her stories. Not only are you inspiring me to thrive forward, but you are inspiring other people who resonate with your stories to also thrive forward. So again, special shout out to my stars. If this is your first time visiting Luminous Star, welcome to Luminous Star. And should you become a part of our star family, don't forget to click that notification bell. So that way, all of the videos that come out, you'll be the first to know about those videos coming out. And I also want to welcome you in advance for becoming a part of our star family. All of you who are current subscribers, who are my stars, right? Don't forget to make sure you also have selected that notification bell because I think some of you may be mixing out on some of those great videos that are coming out every week. And I don't want you to miss not one video, okay? So make sure that you have also selected that notification bell. Don't forget to like and or share today's video. Also, the description box is below. Please read that description box for further details to today's video. Okay, so I wanna talk about how sometimes some of us, we can get caught up in studying the narcissist and so much so that our lives are getting away from us, right? Especially if you've gone no contact. The worst is behind you, okay? Leave the narcissist behind. Leave them in the dust. 
and do it all like a boss. Okay, now one of the ways that you can do that is to identify who the narcissist is to you right now versus who they were to you. Very important to get that on lock. All right, make sure that you know who the narcissist is to you now and who they were to you. It is very important to get that down pat. Okay, so this way you're not distracted and you're not going on a detour, right? Because we all have a we all have a life journey, and you don't want to be detoured because you're still thinking about the narcissist and cluster B personality, even though the relationship is over. Okay, so I'm not just talking about a romantic relationship. I'm talking about even a family relationship. The bottom line is this person is not in your life anymore. So you want to go ahead and just continue to focus and thrive forward. Who was the narcissist in your life? What role did they play? Was it dysfunctional? Was it toxic? Was it a, a, a role that they were playing in your life? Whereas your, the quality of your life was, you know, it felt like they were taken away from your life. Was the quality of your life going south, right? Because they were in it, causing all types of drama, wreaking all types of havoc, pulling all types of shenanigans. Every time you turn around, he or she is hurling another unrealistic expectation at you. That's something that you want to leave behind. They weren't adding to the quality of your life. So they need to be out, okay? Audi 500, I know that's old, whatever, right? But they need to be out. <laughs> so one of the best ways to make sure that you are not a buffer to the narcissist, right? Because a lot of us end up being buffers to the narcissist and cluster personalities. Meaning that when it's time for them to start really suffering the consequences of their shenanigans, uh, we're right there to buffer that. We wanna make sure that you're not doing that. So one of the best ways not to buffer, okay, or not to be a buffer for the narcissist is to first identify who they are to you now versus who they were, especially if you have gone no contact. Now, if you haven't gone no contact, actually this video will still apply to you and I hope you get a lot out of this video. You can still take a look at the role that he or she is playing in your life. The narcissist and cluster personality, they don't do healthy relationships. So more than likely, whatever role they're playing is probably not positive. It's probably very toxic and dysfunctional. Even though they may be a family member, they may be a best friend or, or someone else that you may know, right? What role are they playing? For example, if they are playing the role of a father, this does not mean that they're uh, adding to your life. They could be a very weak father figure. Okay, and on top of that, there are narcissists or cluster B personality. That's a thumbs down. So it's very, <laughs> so it's very important that you get clear on the role that the person is playing. I mean, the narcissist and the cluster B personality, right? What role are they playing in your life? Because a person can have a particular role that he or she plays in your life, and it be toxic. This can be a brother. This can be an uncle. This can be an aunt. This can be a grandparent. So that's the role that they play in your life, but it's very toxic and it doesn't add to the quality of your life. Very important to get very clear on that. That's how you can make sure that you're not a buffer to him or her. So that's another thing that's very common and often happens in relationships with narcissists and cluster B personalities. A lot of you is being put into them. So your energy and your focus 
is being invested in the narcissist instead of being invested in yourself. And this is also why some people have an identity crisis. It's called enmeshment. They don't know where the narcissist ends and where they begin. Okay, so there's a lot going on. The person is co-signing all of the shenanigans. They're co-signing everything that comes with having a toxic and dysfunctional relationship with the narcissist and cussing personality. A lot of us know about the shenanigans, everything from smear campaigning to, you know, being very deceptive, almost on a chronic level. It's almost like the narcissist and cluster personality is obsessed with being, uh, you know, deceptive. They're very obsessed with lying at a chronic level. It's like they can't help it. They're addicted to lying. If their mouths are moving, they're lying. And they absolutely need that fix every five seconds, right? It's almost like they just can't help lying. So what does that do to you? What does that do to your spirit? What does that do to your mind? Okay, it does a lot. So a person's overall well-being, their overall health is going to be compromised the longer they stay in a relationship with a narcissist and a custody personality. So there are four basic emotions that the narcissist and custom personality often expresses and they feel with no problem. That's jealousy, hatred, fear, and anger. So there's a thing called energy transference. So when the energy transference happens, that means all of those four emotions that the narcissist feels and express will be transferred to you. What are some of the emotions that you often feel, okay? More than likely, you're able to feel joy. You're able to feel love. You're able to feel happiness, okay? Or you're able to feel uh, gratitude. The narcissist and cluster personality, they have to fake feeling those things. They have to fake it. They have to pretend and act like they feel those things. So those particular emotions, even though they're being transferred to them, they're exploiting those emotions. So if you feel gratitude and you express gratitude during the energy transference, okay, that's when the switcheroo takes place. That's the swap. So when the energy transference takes place, that's the particular emotion that's going to be transferred to the narcissist. What he or she does with it is out of your hands and vice versa. So let's just say they feel jealousy and that's transferred to you. What you do with that is none of the narcissist's concern. So when the energy transference happens, which is something that none of us can help, it's involuntary. Okay? So when that happens, say you're feeling jealousy now. The narcissist, they're not going to suddenly feel gratitude. They're going to pretend to feel gratitude. Why is that? Because they're exploiting what you're feeling. They're exploiting your capacity to express emotions. So if you're expressing love, joy, gratitude, right, or happiness, they're going to exploit your capacity to express those emotions. So after a while, the emotions that you may begin to actually feel and express is jealousy, okay? Also fear and some of those other emotions that I mentioned that the narcissist has no problem expressing or feeling.
Those are low vibrational frequency emotions. And during the energy transference, unfortunately, they're passed on to you. So the narcissist and cussing personality, they're benefiting from your higher vibrational frequency emotions, such as gratitude, love, and joy. Now, how are they benefiting? As I mentioned before, they're exploiting your capacity to express those higher vibrational frequency emotions, such as gratitude, love, and joy. They're not actually feeling those. They're not actually uh, expressing those in a very genuine manner. No, they're exploiting that. So they're eating it up for the narcissistic supply. They're eating it up so their false self-image grows bigger and stronger, right? And it's able to survive and thrive. And what's happening to you? Right, your overall well-being is being compromised. That a lot of narcissists, they don't rest until they have caused someone demise or harm or damage. Okay, they don't rest until that happens. And that's because their false self-image is driving him or her to make sure that they get their addictions, okay, until they get their fix to the addictions, till they're able to feed off of somebody. So all of this is feeding their addiction, if not their obsession, to keep the false self-image thriving and surviving. So it's a vicious cycle. The narcissist is loyal to the false self-image. That's their addiction and that's their obsession. And that is keeping the false self-image fed. So here's your false self-image. And this is the narcissist. Okay? The, I mean, this is the, the narcissist's false self-image, right? It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. The, the narcissist and cluster personality, they're loyal to the false self-image. Okay, so they'll go out and they'll look for somebody to feed up off of. And whatever they get, which is the narcissist's supply, they take it to the false self-image and feed it to the false self-image. And the false self-image thrives and survives and gets bigger and bigger. So it's a vicious cycle. So just picture the narcissist being someone who's obsessed and very addicted to their false self-image of also whom they're loyal to. All right, tool number one. Make sure you have a support base. You're going to need that outlet. Look at everything you've gone through. To hold that and internalize that is not very healthy. So your overall health is being compromised. You're going to need to restore. You're going to need that emotional outlet. The false self-image of the narcissist and cluster personality takes no prisoners. There, no one ever walks away unscathed. So you're going to need that support base. Tool number two, make sure that you keep a journal. It's a good thing to write down and record what's going on with you. If you don't want to write it down, type it. If you don't want to type it, take a tape recorder and literally speak on. Okay, speak on it. What they say, speak on it, right? So speak it out. You need to get that out I of you. I know it sounds like it may not work, but it does. All of our lives are being recorded anyway. Keeping a journal is just another way of recording what's going on with you, okay? This way, this will help you to stay focused on what you need to do in order to thrive forward. So when you're recording, now when you record, this does not mean you have to place pen to pad and write. Another way of recording is literally taking a tape recorder and speaking what's going on with you. This is for you. 
Another way of recording is to go to your computer and type. Any kind of way that you can do it. You can express it through music, through song, through dance. Keep a journal. It is very important. This is what's going to help you to thrive forward and stay focused on what you need to do to thrive forward. Also, it's going to help you to see how far you've come. And that's something to celebrate. All right. Third and final tool. Make sure that you incorporate some sort of healthy lifestyle. You don't have to be like a health nut or a health guru. You don't have to do that. But I have learned from my own experience that incorporating a healthy lifestyle is a game changer. So a healthy lifestyle can be you're drinking more water. Okay. You're eating healthier. You're going out into nature more. You're taking more walks. You're jogging now. You're going to the gym. You're doing something that says your overall health is improving because your health has already been compromised by being involved with the narcissist. So your circumstances may be right now, you may not be able to just leave the relationship. I don't know what your circumstances are. However, this does not mean that you have to continue to suffer the aftermath of narcissistic abuse. Now, I do say that the best way to not be a buffer to the narcissist or cluster personality is not to be involved with them and not to be available to him or her. Okay, but that's another video. So that's going to be the third and final tool. Incorporate some sort of healthy lifestyle for yourself because your health needs to be restored. Okay, so we want to make sure that you're back in tip-top shape. Okay, so I certainly hope everyone has enjoyed this video. I'm Luminous Star. Please stay tuned for more videos and stay tuned for more vlogs. Earth, our home, incubator of life, through our lines.